Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, featuring guest experts from such global brands as NASA, Salesforce, the Milwaukee Bucks, Staples Professional, IBM, Mutual of America, Zero, and Simon Sinek Inc. The show offers expert insights into the strategic capabilities and behaviors needed to grow and sustain employee performance. Welcome to this episode of the People and Performance Podcast. Hey, this is Chris Bjorling, People and Performance Podcast co-host and president at Fidelo Inc. In this episode of the People and Performance Podcast, we discuss what organizations often miss in their approach to leveraging data when making resource decisions around people and culture. Our guest this time is Craig Foreman, founder at Culture C Consulting. Bill Benham and I hope you enjoy this conversation we had with Craig. And if you do, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Craig Foreman, my friend, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the People and Performance Podcast today. Bill, it is good to be here. I've been looking forward to this, and I am happy to be with you. I always enjoy our conversations. So, listeners, Craig's a good guy. Uh, we've known each other for a little while now. He, I, just get, I just get nice vibes from him. He talks a lot of sense. He knows what he's talking about. So I think this is going to be a pretty casual, fun, relaxed, but informative episode um let, let's start by getting to know you a little bit though uh, talk a little bit about your journey and how that's that's helped you learn regarding the power of data and how that impacts people and culture yeah absolutely um so quickly i think there's a couple key things you know I, my trajectory like many people was not a straight line uh grew up a little bit uh you know my parents split there's a lot of moving around and i always loved people and i think that that was a part of my life where i started to use that skill of you know watching people learning about people fitting in as i moved so but it was there as a natural piece uh joined the military I spent four years in the air force um again a key i think as i look back like understanding different cultures four years in the military was a great perspective to juxtapose against the organizations we're talking about today um, eventually got myself to California, got situated, worked in higher ed, and then went back to school to get my master's in organizational psychology. It just called me. It was that people thing. Um, technology picked up. I was in the Bay Area. I started working for HR technology companies. I worked for Achievers for a few years. I worked for LinkedIn. And then the past six years at a company called CultureAmp, which I think many people know as a lead people scientist. And that was where the data piece, I think, really came into focus for me. I have always passionate about this. This is my space. You know, how do we build better workplaces for people and for organizations? But Culture Amp, I think the work that I did there with our organizations on the power of listening and how to take this data and, and transform it into actionable information and then working with those organizations, I think a light bulb went off, not just from the data perspective, but the how the conversation can be shifted and what we what we're how much more we can do. And I think a lot of organizations are, are unaware of or don't know what's available so simply at their fingertips with a different change of perspective. So I spent six years there and about six months ago, I launched Culture C Consulting. So I went on my own to to bring this information to more organizations. I felt like working in a tech company with that, there were other organizations I couldn't support. And I felt like there was a, a time to, to, to split and to help more organizations bring data into their people and culture decision-making process. And that's, that's what I've set out to do. And that's what I'm doing today. That is a varied and very impressive career. <laughs> I was going to say, I got to say, um, okay. So you, you touched upon it just a moment ago. Uh, what are organizations often missing then in their approach to leveraging data when it comes to making resource decisions around, around their people and around their culture. And, and before you answer, uh, what we've, we've, what we've seen in the last few years, of course, is a shift from traditional HR leaders, 
who are uh, leading the charge with this stuff to uh, bringing in CHROs who've got specifically a data background. Perhaps they've never had a people per, a people leader background before. Tell, tell us more. Yeah, what are they missing? And it's interesting because you know some of this, like you know, it's not going to be all straight on data. I think it's it's how we're leveraging the data. So I think there are people that have great data backgrounds, but. Um, I'd say the first thing is three things that are key to me. I think organizations are missing here. One is that surveying is not employee listening. Survey is simply collecting data, right? And that we can collect data lots of ways. We can pull data out of our Salesforce or out of our marketing tools or out of our HRIS. When we, when we survey, when we listen to our people, I think we have to think about it differently and appreciate it that that is a relationship, right? If I ask a group of people, who's taken a survey and never heard anything again, and many hands will go up. We can all, most people can relate to that. How does that make you feel? So understanding, I think for organizations, they're so used to gathering lots of data that when we go to listen to our people, that it is more, t- surveying is collection, but we th- I think of it a lot as collect, right? That's the first part, we have to do that well. Understand, how do we interpret that data? How do we understand it and, and, and turn it? There's a lot of information that's coming back from these surveys. How do we get it and understand it quickly? And then ultimately, how do we take that to drive action? And there's a process to that and then repeat. So I think the next piece is that around employee listening, it's a continuous process. There is no finish line. You are not going to get some data, go make some decisions and move on that you should make it a normal part of your organization, particularly even more now than ever with distributed organizations with the rapid speed of change. There has to be this constant listening to what's happening. How do we and get that back, aggregate it, turn it into you know digestible information and then take action and continually do that. And the signals that sends to your people as well, that there's a trust level of like, oh, they're listening. They heard. Here's what they did, what they did. They did something. Maybe it wasn't the exact thing I wanted, but I understand why. And they did something. Um, and then the final piece I'd say is understanding. This was a big aha for me with data is that there are different stages or levels of gathering information. But when we're doing this, thinking about the impact factor, which in, in most cases is employee engagement, but many organizations get hung up on the, the overall outcome. They want revenue or employee engagement or performance. But what I learned was that really in this process is understanding the outcome, what you want and understanding the input factors and which inputs have the highest relationship to the outcome um, and helping organizations think about it that way, because we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. When we think about revenue, if it's just about revenue, Wells Fargo, right? Or if it's just about getting bank accounts open versus saying, we know that if we are better at, you know, making sure people understand the mission and vision, our leaders are communicating, um, systems and processes are in place and, you know, our our managers and how our our teams feel about our managers. Those are the biggest drivers of engagement. Let's focus there knowing that that's going to have the outcome and having a tool set up to understand that so we can focus on the inputs that will drive the outcomes that we want. So I would say those are the, the three of the big ones for me about what organizations are, are, are missing and not quite understanding. The People and Performance Podcast, supported by Fidelo Inc., is dedicated to offering tips and expert insights into the strategic capabilities and behaviors needed to establish, grow, and measure the performance of employees. If you enjoy the show, why not subscribe and give us five stars through your favorite podcast app? You and I first connected when you were at Culture Amp, I think. Yeah. Um, t- tell our listeners a little bit about your time at Culture Amp. And, of course, your your ultimate, your big transition to, to launch Culture C Consulting. It's not an easy thing. It's, 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 it's a heck of a decision to start your own thing. I, I, I know. I'm, mm-hmm. I've... I've had my own business now for coming up to 10 years. Um, when I started my own business, I said, I'll, I'll do it for a month, see how it goes. I'll do it for three months, see how it goes. Um, 
nearly 10 years later, I'm, I'm still doing it, but it's a heck of a leap. Tell, tell us more. Well, congratulations on 10 years. I, I look forward to saying that I have uh, a solid year and a half under, under my belt at this point. So that, that's amazing to hear. And, you know, there was a part of me that always felt that this day would come, but I also knew that it would it would present itself when it was right. I, look, I joined I, I joined Culture Amp. I think I'd done a lot of work personally and professionally up to that point to get clear on what I did and didn't want, um, which is really great. And I'd say to anybody in their career, that's part of the journey is is understanding. And I, I knew at that point when I joined that my mission, which remains, is to help the world work better by improving the places we work. I also was able to articulate that I saw myself as a speaker and a thought leader. And I was able to say that when I interviewed and, and, and Culture Amp was able to say to me, come here, we have a great role for you and we'll support you in that. So I think one is claiming in the world what we want and asking for it and finding organizations that will support us in our own growth and development. Um, I joined as a lead people scientist. I spent the first uh, part of my time there exclusively focused on working with our enterprise, our larger clients, helping them think about their approach, like these things that we're talking about, their approach to surveying, why are you writing the questions that you're writing? What's a great survey? What should you not do just because it's benchmarked because, you know, but it's right for your organization? How do we do that? And then finally, how to, and when the surveys would close, I would support the leadership teams to help understand and see how to use the tools so they can embed this deeper into their organization. I mean, the idea is that they could bring it back into their organization. I also joined at a time we were growing very fast. I mean, we were 150 people when I joined, we were a thousand when I left. And through that, events was a big part of what we did. And I got I just just who I am. I love the opportunity to, to do that. I, I leveraged the, the role to be out in front and to be involved in events and to help them build events. And then we decided to launch Culture First Global. Um, so I ended up on our, our global events team, building out our, our, our big Culture First events, our global events. And to me, it was an opportunity to really amplify and let my curiosity lead for more, right? So to help others get as much as we could and how do we how do we it was more about a movement of, of, of having people believe that we can do more in our organizations but it's going to take all of us ultimately in 2019 the last big thing that happened was we were pulling all these people together we were saying well there's a community we were doing events regionally we we're doing these large large events globally how can we go more how can we go bigger what would it look like to build community and one of the pieces we came up with was what if we empower people around the globe to run their own chapters and we support them to bring people together to host these conversations to think about it in your own unique region um that was just before covid we were going to do this in person we got we got uh about six chapters launched um and then covid hit and over most of covid we really focused on you know taking this model transitioning it into a virtual model and when i left we had just crossed 100 chapters globally uh we'll run gosh over 300 events this year organically and it was a really amazing powerful thing for me and not exactly what I set out to do, but part of the big picture of how do we create a movement? You know, it's going to take all of us to really transform organizations, not just a small group of leaders. And that's an important part in my work is I do work with leaders, but we have to break this out. It can't just be owned by the leadership team. It has to be owned by the entire organization. And how do we use data as a way to drive that? Man, these people in performance episodes are typically 12 to 15 minutes. If we had longer, I have so many things I could say to you about setting up chapters in different places and my experience of doing the pandemic as well, but we don't have longer. So maybe that's another. We'll have to do another one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Next couple of questions for you are questions mm -hmm. that we ask of all of our guests on the people in performance podcast. Okay. Um, so the first one in one minute or less, Craig, can you share one piece of advice or some direction that you were given by a mentor leader or a colleague that inspired you to perform at a higher level? in your career go yeah you know what comes up for me and this might be a little bit of a, a, a tangential kind of answer than a direct direct answer but i think about when i just told you when i joined culture amp right that i that i showed up at culture amp having 
done my own personal work to get clear on what I wanted in the world, what I wanted for my career. So I'd say to anybody, number one, that there's a piece that we all have to own and those mentors along the way. But when I got to Culture Amp, I had uh, uh, the woman that hired me. Uh, her name was uh, Jen, Jen Cullen, and she's now at Visa. And about six months in, you know, I'd come from LinkedIn. So I was, I was there. I was doing this work. I was excited. I started posting on LinkedIn. And I said, I was feeling awkward. Like, is this okay? What, you know, like that's, I don't think it's as awkward now, but six years ago, starting creating your own brand while working in an organization. So I went to Jen and I said, cause I was feeling some like, uh, I, I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't sure how it was being received. And I said, I said, Jen, is this okay? Like, you know, me leaning into the speaking thing and all these side things that I'm doing. And she said, Craig, you do you. And I'll tell you if there's a problem. And the reason I share that story is I think to have a leader that was willing to provide you cover. She had my back. She said, keep going. I got you. If there's a problem, I'll keep my ears. And I just needed that little bit, that little, that, that support, that person at the organization to say, I'm watching out for you. I'll tell you if there's a problem, just go. And so when you, when you ask me that question, and I think about a big, a big game change in my career, I think it's just finding a, a, a leader. Number one, you're able to communicate your truth to what you're, what you're here to do. I think that's again, really important for every employee. But then to have a, a manager or a leader that, that, that supports you, sees you, and has your back, and will tell you if there's a problem. And I think I just needed that cover. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. And I, and I turned it on, and I, I leaned fully in. And uh, it was a, kind of amazing, all those things that I explained to you that, that, that came because of that. I love that answer. And, and it, of course, it does make sense. You know, uh, you, you Gen Zers, uh, you like your autonomy, don't you? Hey, you young folks. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're almost out of time today, so I'm going to challenge you again to ask yeah. one minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a culture and people processes perspective, Craig, what does a high-performing company mean to you in one minute or less? Go. What does a high-performing culture mean to me? Um, I think it's a balance of, of output and input. And what I mean by that is I think a high performing culture is a company where they are doing a great job of value their people and they're seeing that their people are engaged, that their people are feeling a sense of connection, aren't burnt out while building a sustainable organization, meaning the organization is achieving its goals and sustainable, not short term, but over time. So when you have you know, highly successful people, people that feel good about their work and the organization is performing and achieving its goals. That's that sweet spot. You can go high on either side and, and, and miss, but to see a company that does this over time is a company that really inspires me. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. We should just wrap up with how can we learn more, but I, I should ask you, given your background, Top Gun, Maverick, what do you think? Good movie? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. You want to have fun? You want to enjoy yourself? You want to get a little action, disappear from the world for a bit? Go watch Top Gun, Maverick. <laughs> And just finally, Craig, how can folks connect with you? So LinkedIn, email, whatever you want to say Yeah, there. I mean, I, LinkedIn, big LinkedIn, Culture Craig. You can find me, Craig Foreman, Culture Craig there. Also, YouTube, Culture Craig has a channel there. Uh, Instagram, Culture Craig. Um, you know, any of those you can get me. Get, But the easiest thing, reach out to me. If you hear this, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just send me a note. Tell me where you heard me. Send a connection. Then we'll be first to your connections and we can we can interact. Um, love to talk about how I can support you, your organization uh in 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 building more of a data-driven approach to your people and culture and just to reiterate uh i've I've known craig now for a little while he's a genuine nice guy so if you reach out to him uh the first thing he'll try and do is help you so um craig i I appreciate you i appreciate your time today thank you very much for being same to you thank you so much and hopefully there'll be more thank you for listening to the people and performance podcast if you enjoyed this episode please remember to like comment and subscribe